From Tom Cruise to Paddington Bear, Queen Elizabeth II had no shortage of famous guests last weekend, celebrating her 97th birthday and 70th year as the longest reigning monarch in British history. But today, I'm going to skip the A-list and speak with one of the Queen's trusted spiritual confidants, the Bishop of Carlisle, James Newcomb. She has clearly come to realize more and more how important not only her faith is to her, but how important it is for the way people treat each other in society as a whole, that she's able to express that in ways that uh, don't offend anybody, but people can absolutely see the point. Greetings to you. Thanks for joining me, Charles Morris, on the Great Stories podcast. And that was James Newcomb, the Bishop of Carlisle. He consults with the Queen and has had many meanings with her regarding her love for Jesus. I originally recorded this conversation for the Queen's 90th birthday back in 2016 to talk about her steadfast faith with someone who has prayed with her and knows her personally. It's a fascinating conversation that I know will encourage you to live your own life in service to the ultimate King of Kings. Let's get started. This is Haven Today, and we're talking about the life of the queen, the Lord she serves, and the king before who she bows. And with us on the line from Carlisle, England, is Bishop James Newcomb. And uh, I'll explain why we have a Church of England bishop on, but welcome to our radio program in North America, Bishop James. Thank you, Charles. It's... uh, So good of you to take just a few moments. We're helping you in our small way celebrate the Queen's birthday this week, 90 years. Uh, Let me just throw out a question at first that I, I saw a study that was made last year, and it said that more than half of those living in England today do not believe that religion means anything in their life. Now, that's that's quite a study, isn't it? It is, and it's quite a change, actually, from previous years where uh, people have, generally speaking, recorded themselves for the purposes of a census or whatever as broadly Christian. Uh, That's not so much the case as it used to be. But having said that, many people call themselves Christians, but they didn't actually very often come to church. And Uh, Nowadays, those who call themselves Christians generally tend to be pretty committed, and the numbers who uh, arrive in our churches at festivals like Easter and Christmas and some of the other things like Harvest and Remembrance Day, they turn up in actually quite big numbers. And I think those statistics that you got in the survey don't quite do credit to the way in which many people would still regard the church, which is with a great deal of affection, especially Mm -hmm. in an area like ours, and with a certain respect. And that applies to the nation as well, because uh, I'm a Church of England bishop, and one of my roles is to sit in the House of Lords. And there are still 26 bishops sitting in the House of Lords and taking part in the what amounts to the government of the country, And when we speak in the House of Lords, generally speaking, people are very attentive and very respectful 
and they take careful note of what we have to say. And for that, we're hugely grateful. Mm. Let's talk about the Queen's birthday, though. You, uh, I understand, are uh, an evangelical bishop, and uh, you are also uh, someone who meets with the Queen quite regularly. You, you mind just sharing that role with us for a moment, and then let's talk about the faith of the Queen. Right. Well, the role is a rather odd one. It's called the Clerk of the Closet. <laughs> and, uh, nobody, Pardon me being an American uh, and no, laughing. Nobody quite understands what it means. It goes back to the 15th century, so it's a very ancient title. And I think in the early days, the Clerk of the Closet was literally the person who looked after the royal household and made sure they had all the necessary provisions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, now, it's always a diocesan bishop, and the role has changed dramatically. When a new bishop is made of a diocese, they have to pay homage to the queen, and one of my roles is to go and oversee that homage. And I hold an open Bible while the person is paying their homage, and um, very often we will discuss the passage with the queen after the homage has been paid. I also look after what's called the College of Royal Chaplains. There are about 35 of those in the country, and that's a particular honour that is given to some clergy. And then when there's a book that is written and dedicated to the Queen, one of my roles is to read it and make sure that it's appropriate. And that's one of the reasons why I had some connection with this book, The Servant Queen and the King She Serves. Mm. Now, I understand you actually are paid a princely sum every year to be the clerk of uh, the closet. That is true, Charles. Yes, my salary is notionally seven pounds a year. I suppose <laughs> I suppose that's about $12 or something like that. Um, uh, however, I have to tell you that I haven't yet seen it. <laughs> I see. So you haven't even been paid yet. <laughs> I don't really expect to, because I think the cost of administering it would probably be more than it's worth. <laughs> I see. Well, Bishop James, we're on our program Haven Today all week. We're talking about kingship in, in, in light of the scripture. But uh, we're doing this because of the celebration of this coming weekend uh, for Her Majesty's 90th birthday. And um, this queen is, a, is, is, is not just the head of the Church of England. She actually is a follower of Jesus, isn't she? She is. And uh, if I can give you a little quotation from a broadcast sure. she made at Christmas a couple of years ago, 2014. Um, she, she gives a speech to the nation each Christmas. And on this occasion, she said, and I quote, for me... The life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness, he stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. And so that, that kind of sums up where mm. she stands, really. And I think... Everybody would say that her Christmas broadcasts have become more and more overtly Christian in recent years uh, as the years have gone by. 
Mm. Uh, Tell me this. Most North Americans would think of uh, a Brit as being highly reserved and not willing to just unload whatever they're thinking at the moment. They hold back on that. Um, How in a country where so many people see themselves as non-religious, the monarchy has changed over the decades of just the last century. Uh, How can the queen get away with talking so openly about her faith in Christ? Well, I think for a couple of reasons, really. One is because she's held in such enormously high regard by almost everybody in the country. And they respect her hugely, and they see her faith being lived out in daily life through her extraordinary consistency, her remarkable service to all sorts uh, of people, and through the sheer integrity, really, of her life. She's (laughs) virtually never put a foot wrong. And I think people respect that, and they recognise that a lot of it has to do with what she believes. So... Um, that's a part of it. And I think the other part of it is that um, she has clearly come to realise more and more, as that quotation makes clear, just how important not only her faith is to her, but how important it is for the way people treat each other in society as a whole, that she's able to express that in ways that uh, don't offend anybody, but people can absolutely see the point. Mm. Do you think the world would be a better place if leaders like the Queen, who are followers of Jesus, would express their faith in Jesus publicly? Well, I think it's very helpful. I mean, obviously, the danger is that as soon as people mention Jesus, some will switch off and say, well, we don't want to hear about that. But the Queen has always managed to express her faith in ways which are entirely non-offensive, which don't upset people, and which enable them to listen and to take notes. So I think if leaders were able to follow her example on that, the world would definitely be a better place, and I'd be delighted if they did. Amen. I would too, Bishop James. Now, I'm curious if you could share a story or two with us that would help us see the Queen's faith in action. Well, I think a couple of things there, really, Charles. I mean, one is that she makes a point wherever she is, including on holiday, of going to church on Sundays. And on the uh, particular occasion when I was preaching in the service where she was attending, she uh, was paying careful attention to everything that was said. And clearly the whole of the service meant a great deal to her, and she was very involved in the liturgy. And I think the other little um, story would be from the homages that I was mentioning earlier on. The person who's paying the homage, the new bishop, chooses a passage in the Bible, and the Bible is open at that passage. And when they've paid their homage, which is an ancient form of words, uh, they get up and we all have a, a little chat, And very often the Queen will say, well, which passage did you choose and why did you choose that and what's important about it to you? And we're able to have a little conversation, a little sort of almost Bible study (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. there on the spot, which I think is absolutely wonderful. And uh, it's a massive privilege from my point of view to be involved. Mm. Bishop James Newcomb in Carlisle, do you mind, since you are a bishop and you're a follower of Jesus yourself, uh, do, do you mind leading us in prayer? No, I'd be delighted. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the world that you have made and that you love so much that you sent your only son, Jesus, to be our saviour and to give life to all who believe in him. We do pray for peace in that world, torn apart as it is by violence, by destruction and by hatred. We pray for our leaders, especially we pray for Her Majesty the Queen, and we thank you for her wonderful example of Christian faith, not only spoken about, but lived out day by day. And we pray for all those who know you and love you, pray that they may find in you a true anchor and a steadfast hope as they face so many pressures in their daily lives and in their work. And we ask for ourselves the courage to be witnesses to all that you have given us in terms of our faith. And we pray for the grace to show your love to all those whom we meet. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Bishop James Newcomb and Clerk of the Closet to Her Majesty the Queen of England, thank you so much for being with us here on Haven today, this week. Great pleasure. Thank you very much, Charles. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. And I'm also grateful for the Bishop of Carlisle, James Newcomb, for speaking with us today. He carries another title, too, a little strange to Western ears, Clerk or Clerk of the Closet to the Queen. I also want to mention that if you want to learn more about Queen Elizabeth's faith and read some of her rarely seen personal prayers and devotions, you can find a fully illustrated book on our website at haventoday.org. I find the new book called Our Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Faith and Service, so refreshing. Just make a gift to the ministry and we'll send it to you right away. And if you want to hear more conversations like this, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please help us get the word out by leaving a five-star review. You can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and find additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris. Charles Morris.